Why don't we open in prayer real quick? Father, we just uh, ask that you touch this whole family, Lord, this whole family, Bible church family, Lord. And if there are people traveling, uh, we pray for their safe return. Lord, we thank you for the return of so many uh, that have just come back from vacation safely. Father, we ask that in your name today, uh, words may be spoken to somebody that maybe needed to hear it or maybe open their mind to something they hadn't thought about, Jesus. And we do these things in your name as always to bring glory to you, Father. Amen. I know last week, uh, Matt had just a few things and he could at least carry his in a little folder. I had to bring a whole box full today. So those of you that have been pleased that you're getting out of here early when I preach, well, not so much today. <laughs> No, I'm just joking about that. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say that this came to me, I guess, through the Holy Spirit, probably about two months ago. And a lot of it's going to be about what's even in this building here. But Job came along. And how wonderful was it to go through the story of Job and to help us to understand how good things happen to bad people and how bad things can happen to good people. And that we need to remember one thing. God is good. He is never, never the one that inflicts the pain, but he opens the doors to allow the devil to test us. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you looked at your bullet or at your, uh, by the way, I hope everybody got a connection card and a, and a bulletin today. Um, but it says bringing God into the conversation. And I'm going to kind of split it up. I, you know, there's so many things we could talk about with bringing God into the conversation. And there's the individual things and the things we do uh, community-wise. And I'm just going to touch on the individual things because I think most of us know that prayer and things of those things are, are things that we do or I pray that we do every day uh, to touch lives. Um, and one of the things that I want to point out that Bill had done a long time ago, and he had said, he had reached into his pocket and he had pulled out a bobble, and I, mine has changed because I had a friend that uh, apparently got crosses from Israel, or so they say, I don't know. Um, but that's what is in my pocket at this time all the time. No matter where I go, it's in my pocket. Uh, and again, it's just a reminder to pray for somebody, to thank God for something, or even just to praise God for being in your life fully at all times, 24-7. So Bill at that point in time had handed out some little baubles, and I've got my assistants helping me today, Jacob and Eli. They're going to go around. Feel free to take one. Feel free to take five. I don't care what it is. For men, it's pretty easy. We can carry these things in our pockets because we normally wear pants with pockets. For ladies, maybe not so easy, but maybe you'll want to put one on your kitchen table or on the someplace that you see a, a nightstand, whatever. If it's a reminder for you to thank God for the blessings that we receive each and every day, then that's fantastic. If it reminds you that you need to pray for somebody in your life or even that you've just met that is uh, going through surgery, going through pain, uh, or even had a baby and you want to rejoice with them and you want to pray with them, let that just be a reminder to do that. It's and that's all it is, because anything we can do to praise God and bring him glory, that's what we ought to be doing each and every day. We know life happens, and we know that we have to follow life. We have jobs to do. 
we have meetings to make, we have children to attend to, but let God be the focal point of each and every day so that we can find that joy to continue on each and every day. Okay, now I gotta put my glasses on. So, um, I just wanna read one thing from Luke 9. And, uh, you know, when we talk about bringing God into the conversation, you know, our job as a disciple being called by God, he has different things he'd like for us to do and accomplish in his name. Luke uh, 9, 23 and 24 says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will save it. You know, God doesn't expect great things from us unless he wants us to do great things. We shouldn't busy our minds and busy our lives with what great things we intend to accomplish today unless those great things are to bring up the name of God, Jesus Christ, or the Holy Spirit in some way throughout that day. Those are great things. What I want to talk about today, and we'll talk about the personal things, the attention getters, okay? So for us personally, individually, some examples in the Bible were the burning bush. God used that to get Moses' attention, to have a conversation with him. Uh, he may do that same thing to you in your personal life. If you sit outside in the morning with your coffee and the birds and everything is just bringing you so much joy, the maybe the fresh morning air, whatever it is, that's, that God says, hey, I'm here, just so you know I'm here. Uh, it, our creation, ourselves in our creation, our family trees, the animals, the rain, anything that, that we can look at and just glory in his majesty because he is glorious in all things. I mean, everything we have, the, if you don't thank him for the air you breathe in the morning, where else is it gonna come from? And what I wanted to say with, with us in prayer, uh, if you looked at Malachi, I'm going to revert back to Malachi here, uh, 4.2. It says, but for you who revere my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Now, I don't know if all of you here are farmers, ranchers. If you've ever seen a calf frolicking in a field, I'm here with you, brother. I'm out there ready to dance with him because it's just magnificent to see kicking up his legs, man. He's just, that, that animal is out there rejoicing. He has nothing to fear in his life at that point in time. He is just a young calf, just loving life. And when you can get up every day and you can frolic just like a young calf, well-fed calf, that's the way to be. I hope that when you are young, you do not have the stress of life and I pray that families don't inflict that upon their children. Children are supposed to be raised in, in knowing God and, and the love of God and, and how joyful life can be with God, with Jesus Christ in your life. So that's kind of where I want to leave that as far as individually. Um, and I pray that if anyone in here does not find that joy individually or needs help with prayer or anything else, feel free to get a hold of one of us. Bill, uh, anybody on LT, uh, 
you know, how about some of our senior guys, Mr. Steve Hampsch, I mean, Jim Hobbs. These guys will sit down and talk to you about God and, and the glories that it can bring knowing him personally. So what I really wanted to talk about is through the community, uh, bringing God into the conversation in the community. So I'm going to read from Ezekiel first. And this is Ezekiel 33:30, And it says, as for you, son of man, your people are talking together about you by the walls and at the doors of the houses, saying to each other, come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. Again, people talking together outside themselves, outside their families with other people about God. I want to then reflect to Ephesians 4.29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Again, outside of our individual families, talking to other people about things, things of this world that, again, maybe heavy on their minds, or maybe needing uh, uh, comfort, maybe even needing uh, uh, and just somebody to listen is what uh, we're talking about there. I'll then read from Colossians 4.6. And it says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Again, we, we talk about Job, and they, they brought God into the conversation, but maybe not for the right reasons. They were wanting Job to really say that he did something wrong in the eyes of God, that God would be punishing him for it. Um, and we all know that through the story and through what we've just talked about, that's not anything that God intended. Again, he opened Job up, and let Satan test him. And at the end, we find out that, just like Chris said, God is God. God is there, has created everything, does not need us for anything. He does not need our opinion. He does not need our help to answer anybody's uh, questions. What he does need us for is to go out there and make sure that we are portraying him. We are showing love to others. We are listening to others. We are not giving them our opinions. If we don't have a real answer, again, being quiet and just listening is what some people may need. So these are the things that, he, they, that God asks of us to do. Um, what I'd like to bring out about the, the community type setting and some of the attention getters from the Bible, well, let's just bring up the woman at the well. Jesus used water to start that conversation. And then she runs back into town and she tells everybody about this man who talks about the living water. And what that does is get the community involved. It gets people talking. It gets them interested in what this man, Jesus Christ, was all about, what he was talking about. And the conversation starts to spread. I mean, you look at Christianity and it took a few disciples 
to be in a room to then just start to spread the word and, and look at how Christianity is, is around the world today. So it starts in a small area, but it continues to go on. Uh, another thing, the walls of Jericho, right? It wasn't something that just one person was needed, but it, that relates to the fact that God was wanting to break down the walls of our hearts our, and letting him in. You know, God is stronger than any walls. We know that. We know what it's like to, to go through life. Most of us in here know what it's like to go through life and have gone through that period where we thought we were in charge. And life was hard. It was just not good. And the stress was enough to kill you, much less the people that were tired of listening to you complain because you had forgotten where you were from. You forgot that Jesus was the one you needed to go to. Jesus was the only one that was going to cause that pain to go away. So we had to bring that back. What I'd like to now bring up is in, a, in our church here, you know, I wonder how many of you guys really know what we all have to bring God into the conversation. First and foremost, we have the cross, naturally. And believe it or not, some have even asked how, where did we buy our cross? And then we, you know, end up telling them the story of what, how, how it was built by some people here in church. And, but the real meaning of the cross is Jesus Christ. Uh, again, we don't, we don't believe that Jesus is still on the cross. You know, there are some religions that still have Jesus hanging from the cross. Doesn't matter. It's an attention getter. It's something that we can bring up, even in our church, to say, hey, let's talk about God. Look at our cross here. I brought up a few things because I don't know if anybody really knows. Does everybody know that we help bring food in for the food pantry? And these baskets, there's two of them. There's this one and there's another one underneath the table over there. And this is just for anybody that all of a sudden has on their heart that they'd like to help the people that um, cannot afford or are not able to go out and make a living uh, and need supplemental help by getting food from the food pantry. So we have this that are, that's under our table. We have, um, I mean, how many in here, how many people in here still read today? Actually read a book. So we have people that read a book. Well, believe it or not, we have a library right in the office there. And I took, which is about 1% of the books we have back there. We not only have a whole bookshelf full of books, but we have boxes full of books that we would like to put out as well. Now, did you know that you can go shop at our library, take the books, and we pray that you would give them to someone else that may need a book to read, may want a book to read. We've got everything from hey, health, health in Christ, health in Christian values, to if you don't think that your prayer life is good, we've got prayer books. I mean, that will help explain. So if, if anybody has friends that like to read, don't hesitate to get a hold of one of us, bring them on a Sunday, or get a hold of one of us during a week. And we'll come out here and you can search to your heart's desire. 
We used to have music that I think most of it has been given away now, which is fantastic, because we should probably do that someday again for all the CDs and that that we've bought, purchased, and would like to share with other people. Again, what is it for? But to bring God into the conversation and to bring glory to God. That's what it is. We have, how many people know, Donna, putting this on you, Donna helped us put together a cookbook. Do you know we still have cookbooks? They are free. We've got some out on the tables. This was a conglomeration of recipes from our church family, from friends that got involved with this. Feel free, if you haven't already given one to your friend or whatever, pick them up. We've got more in the back yet. We would love to get those used up because again, what was this done out of? It was done out of love. It was done out of helping us raise money for, fun, or for uh, mission trips, if I'm not mistaken, right, Donna? Um, so these are, again, things in our church that we have available that I don't know if you all know we got. So we want everybody to know these are the things that we have available for anything that goes on. Most of all, if you have anyone you know that doesn't have a Bible, we have Bibles to give away. As many Bibles as you could want. You could pick up the Bibles that are in your, your section of chairs and take them for anybody you would know that doesn't have a Bible. Don't need anything for it. Don't want anything for it. We just want to help spread the Word of God. So if there is anyone you know that doesn't have a Bible, get them started with one. If this is not what they think they need. Take them somewhere and get them a Bible. Let them pick out what they want. I mean, the resources are, are just goes on and on. How many of you know, well, you have to have known because we've preached about, or I mean, we've uh, brought it up at the last four, four uh, sessions of church, but we do backup relevant pregnancy care center. We do things with them. So there's always flyers. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful, unique thing here about when a baby starts conception, at conception, and then through up to through birth, um, where their vitals and everything else come in at, what weeks, pick them up. Give them to somebody, especially if you know some young gal that maybe got pregnant and now is, don't know where to go. Make sure we resource them to the right people, the, the professionals that can answer a lot of their questions. We can be there for them to listen and to pray with, and to just tell them how the love of God will get them through these things. But we have to take that step. We have to make sure that we are able to take that step and don't shy away from the fact that we are a resource for them to get, to get closer to God. The, uh, I don't even know if somebody, does, does anybody ever look at, really look at the front table when they come in or even the table over here? Bill developed these Meet me there cards. These are just cards that if you're at a business or whatever, you could take them, leave them on a table. It basically is letting them know where we are, where we have a church or where our church is located or how they could even find us online. These are just the little things that we don't even have to do anything about but mention it. Uh, I actually, uh, Steve and Linda would know I've uh, been getting cards from a lady uh, that is donating cards for the prisoner thing. 
for our prisoner mission. I actually took the Family Bible Church sign that the prisoners made and showed them, and they were amazed. They took pictures. They wanted to send it out because you are looking at a, if you have not noticed that plaque, the Family Bible Church plaque that was made from popsicle sticks. It's amazing. It's amazing. I hope you lay your hands on it. When you walk in the door, you have our missions family stuff going. We have the Pine Ridge mission coming up. We've, uh, I can tell you that we've already had a donation put in our box from someone unknown that said, we're just so blessed to hear you're going on another mission trip. This is money we would like to donate toward that trip. But had they not been here to hear about it, how are they going to know what we all have going on? And we were at the peanut butter and jam Friday again, passing out popsicles. What a blessing. There were just tons and tons of young children running around, and, and it was nice. The guy was singing some country music in the background. It was actually, Friday was actually very pleasant to be outside, and it gave us time to, again, fellowship um, and to talk to people we haven't seen in a while. And that's what it's all about, just our presence, letting them know, hey, this is our church, this is what we like to do, and just to be open to talk to anybody that, again, would have any struggles or just has a praise report for us. Um, and again, it's kind of like when you're with your friends, um, it's anything that might be common to both of you guys, whether that's sports with your kids, uh, you're at a dinner, you're at a wedding, uh, maybe you're at a baby shower. You know, those are the times when they need to see Christ reflected through us so that if there's any questions they have, that we're available. We make ourselves available to talk with them about that. The, uh, uh, another thing that I'd like to just mention is our vocabulary, and I don't know what you guys have done in your life to try to change some of it. Um, I know that some of the things that I've changed in my life, I no longer, when somebody tells me something's happened to them good, I no longer tell them they're lucky. I tell them they're blessed. I no longer say uh, if they've got something that they want to share that's near and dear to their heart. It's not like, wow, you're lucky. No, now it's praise God that that happened. Praise God. Change your vocabulary. Um, I had a, a lady at where I used to work, and uh, she liked to use the two words that really just make my skin crawl, where you put God first, and then you say the D word behind it makes my skin crawl. Well, she was very good at that. So I got to the point where as I'm walking through and I hear her preach the word, I stop and say, so what did he do to you today? And she goes like, what? What did God do to you today? I don't get where you're coming from. Why do you speak these words? And it got to where after about the fourth time, <laughs> I never heard that word come out of her mouth again. I think she totally changed it because she understood where I was coming from. She, it's, that is the offensive things there are things on TV we can't do nothing about. Let's just get used to that. Let's just get used to it. The pretty girls with the hearty barbecue sauce dripping down, we can't do nothing about that. Turn off the TV. But when it's face-to-face, -face, we have the ability 
to do something about it then and there at that point in time. One of the big things that I found with people that I've talked to about our church, where I don't even talk really about our church other than they see the joy that I get from being around a room full of you Christian believers that I know I can bring up any subject to, whether it's bad, whether it's good. I know that it's uh, gonna come from your heart. If you have an answer, if not, you'll pray with me. But I bring up Bill a lot. Bill may be, shall I say, off-putting once in a while, but it's not that he's doing that knowledgeably to be off-putting. Bill is totally, totally, he can't do enough for the Lord. I will guarantee you at LT this week, we will have to hear probably about three different churches he's gone to, stuff that they're doing, stuff that he would like to see. We have to at times shut Bill down. You, whoa, buddy, we're going full force this way, but you know, you're, you're talking differences in churches and everything else. But if you want to sit down with Bill and you really want somebody to listen to you, he will not talk, will not give you the answer if the answer is not to come from him, it's, if it's to come from God. And that might off-put some people some, once in a while, but I'm going to tell you that it's coming from his heart and he wants to be as close to God as he can get. I will guarantee you that as hard as it is for us to come and fill in, because I'm sweating like a dog right now. I'm glad Stephanie's in the back room. But um, he misses it that much as well. He misses it when he's not up here to preach the word because he loves God that much. Um, So I guess my next question is, what are we afraid of? Are we afraid that our pride's gonna get hurt? Are we afraid that somebody might make fun of us? I'd like to read from Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Are we all qualified to teach others? We probably don't feel like it, but we are qualified. If we have put that qualification back to Jesus Christ and and his will, we are qualified. Um, I don't know that there's been an LT member yet that came in and said, I don't know that I feel qualified to be on this team. But after prayer and... and, uh, I guess, feeling what the Holy Spirit is responding back to us through Christ, uh, we do those things. So is it that? Is it the ridicule? Is it our pride? What may it be there? Or is it the opposite, which is the thing that always scares me? Is it that they might want to know more and you don't feel qualified to give them more? Um, that's me, and, and I'm going to, again, this will be my last verse I'll give you, but it's in Colossians 1, 28 and 29. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everything, or, or everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. 
When you don't feel qualified to let somebody know more about Christ, bring him back to the Word. Bring him back to the Word or bring him to someone else that you feel comfortable, that you have no issues with bringing them to listen to the Word and to, um, I guess, who you look up to. I've got uh, quite a few men in this room that I have no issues with sending people that have questions about anything to, to talk to them if I can't find it in the Word myself. Um, I'm totally amazed by the Rick Scoggins of the world, the Bills of the world that can quote Scripture without... I mean, you say, I know this one scripture verse, I don't know where it came from, and you say it, and they go, oh, that's over here, and blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, you're right, that's where it's from. Praise God. I, I don't know if I started at too old of an age or what, but I just don't have that memory for all of those, uh, or for all of those things, I guess. Um, I don't have much more, but I laid something up here, and here I almost forgot to bring it up. Another reason or another thing to help us reach out, take home a family Bible church pen. We have tons of them. We have them printed up so that if somebody picks it up or we end up lending it out to somebody and saying, go ahead and keep it, it has information on it that they can reach us. Grab a pen and take it. Don't, don't hesitate to take it. Again, if this thing lays on your table at home and this is what... Every time you see it, you say, man, I'm going to say a prayer about this because I know somebody from church needed help or I need to say a prayer about my friend here, about my child here, whatever it may be, anything that grabs your attention and just reminds you to look back at Christ, there is no better, better way. There is no better way to find joy. There is a song right now out there and, and I, I, every time I hear it, I just love it. It says, one of the verses says, I want to live and not just be alive. If you don't have Christ in your life, you're just alive. You're not living your life to the fullest. You are not. You are not going to find the joy in your life that a person with Christ in their life has. Because we have that person that's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us, is always going to be there through thick and thin. And I don't know that you can name one friend that's ever going to be that close. But Jesus Christ is that close. Uh, before I close here, I just want to uh, point out, if you've never seriously taken a look at what's in our church, please take a look. We have a whole rack full of things back in the blast room that are men's supplies for, for grilling. We have, the ladies have accumulated over time jugs for juices and for, for parties and picnics. We would love for you not to have to go out and buy those things because we have them available. We have tables, you guys know we always had tables. If you need a table for a special event or a couple tables, we have tables. Don't go out and rent tables. We are a family no different than our immediate families. 
we have things here that we pray you're able to use. Go back and look. We have, if, if you have ever got something going on at your house, uh, Julie probably knows better than anybody if she's ever gone back and looked through all of our things for all the crafts we have. And those things are just going to go to waste back there unless somebody says, I'm going to use some of these things. Tablecloths. I mean, just things you guys can't even imagine. We have Christmas supplies. We have uh, other decorations. We, it's, it's just amazing what we have and nobody uses. We finally, when we got into here, we put a stop to everybody that was buying things on their own and bringing it in. Because we had probably 30 years worth of coffee cups and we had plates in the men's group. We had plates in the women's group. We had plates underneath the back in the kitchen. We had, plate, we had places we couldn't even store plates because we had so much. Well, now we've, we've kind of narrowed that down. We're, we're kind of like trying to get everything down. We praise God for... Um, uh, Ugh, I just drew a blank for Sean and Lindsay for taking over coffee. So now we're not having 20 people buying coffee. And now we've got just containers and containers of coffee. So it's those things that we hope and pray that you guys all know they're here. Come and look around. Again, books. If anyone loves to read and you know somebody else that wants to read, come and get them. We don't care if you bring them back doesn't matter. But if there's something on your heart about God or about your prayer life, we've got books that'll help. I never read a book until I retired. And now I continually get books from here that have just helped me immensely. Um, and again, it's all about getting back in tune with God. So I just want to make sure we know that everything here is yours through Christ Jesus through the things that he's given us and the things he supplied. This building is a prime example. And you've noticed that as we've lost areas to worship in, God has always come through with another area because we are in it with God, for God, and he's going to make sure we have that place to worship him at all times. Uh, let's pray. Jesus, we... Uh, we come before you humbly, Lord, and we ask that the things that we've mentioned today that can help us all get closer to you, Father, that we, are, we don't hesitate to use them. Lord, uh, our conversations with our friends, uh, and when I say friends, Lord, it, are they our friends? If we can't talk about God with them, uh, especially if they don't have them in their lives, and Lord, we know that there are the people that we've continually invited to church that don't want to come, but guess what? Uh, you don't give up on us. We're not going to give up on them because we do care about them, Father. The love you show for us, Lord, is the love out there that they even have and don't realize that they have, Father, but we know that they have it in your name. So Jesus, we, as we go out today, I just want to thank you for the love of this family, the love that you continue to bless this family with, Lord, and that, Lord, we can be forever living in your shadow. Jesus, just, just give us the strength to continue to preach you and preach you with love in our hearts, Father, because that is how we know you're, we are treated as your children. So Jesus, in your name, we ask that a blessing be put upon all these people today. Let our mouths never be closed, Lord, in the, in the uh, right situations. 
And may they stay closed, Lord, in the situations where they need to do just that. Stay closed. Father, we just uh, pray that you're always on our mind and that uh, 98% of our lives are, are about thinking with you at the, that the helm is number one, Father. So we do these things in your name. Amen.